as promised, we're here with one Dilej Slobo today from Agbus, and he's going to share some thoughts on his uh, views, basically going forward uh, into the summer grain season, uh, with a lot of uncertainty currently entering into the markets. Uh, welcome, Wondile. We're very glad to have you here today. Now, thanks for having me on, Johnny. I, I don't think, if, Johnny, I, I will share thoughts. I think we'll have conversation because I'm actually also interested to hear how you are reading um, the season. Because from where I sit, I mean, we started last year, excessive rains uh, from when the summer crop season in October, to the extent that some people saw a bit of a month or so delay in their plantings. But then they began planting and the crop was looking great. I remember in December, driving around the, Midrand, the, the, the Midlands area of, of KZ, KZN, in the Eastern Cape, parts of Free State, and it was looking great, but it was clear that for some region, the crop was about a month or so late. Uh, and even when I spoke with Grain SA colleagues, it looks like uh, they are generally um, happy with what they, they are seeing and hearing from their members. But I wanted to hear from you, how are you seeing, what do you see when you drive around? What do you hear from people um, when, when you speak uh, with them? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it will definitely be an interesting discussion um, uh, regarding the crops. Uh, I think the general feeling that I'm getting is, is that we had good rainfall um, and I think we'll, we're expecting a, a, a good crop. Uh, maize um, and soybeans, uh, for instance, uh, I think the, there was light plantings. Uh, there was some concern about the heat wave uh, that went through some areas that had some strain regarding drought. But I think in, in recent re recent times, we definitely uh, got some rain in, in the, those areas. And I think from a crop perspective or from a production or a supplies perspective, I don't really see a lot of, of issues entering into the markets uh, as we move to July at the moment. Uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same, it's the same. And, and, and I do think, though, that even the rain that we've uh, started receiving since the start of February, because one of the things we are worried a lot about is the heat wave, particularly for areas under irrigation. Because, Johnny, as you know, I mean, we still have about 20% of our, of our maize under irrigation, 15% of soybean under irrigation. So with load shedding and the disruption, we were worried that hey, there is a bit of strain. And that intense load shedding also coincided with the heat wave in some of the areas. But I think since we started receiving these rains, that too is also giving the guys um, a bit of a breather. So I'm generally optimistic. And I don't know if you saw what the USDA came up with, the Pretoria office. They released their early estimates, and I think they are penciling something around about 15.6 million tons for total maize. But of course, they are about uh, 600,000 a smallholder or non-commercial and then for commercial it's about 15 million tons but broadly i mean that's a decent crop slightly less than last year if you look at the commercial portion but i still think that it's a decent crop and i think they are probably right um onto that even though maybe we may come up slightly less than uh, than them because i think the most important thing johnny which i'm sure you're also watching is what the area planting will be when the CC releases that on the 28th of this month to have a sense of that. But broadly, I'm with you that we, 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 we're probably looking at a good crop. Yeah, I think I'm a bit more bearish uh, than you in terms of, I think we're going to have a, a better higher supply than that or a, a, a 
bigger crop than that. Uh, but it's just my general mm -hmm. feeling. Um, I can be wrong, of course, but I think in, in general, I think there's going to be, especially for soybeans, um, maize, yeah, maybe a bit higher, but I think there's going to be a, a bumper soybean crop this year. That might be true because, I mean, uh, some of the people that I was talking uh, with, uh, the farmers, they're talking a lot about the exports of soybeans, which then signals to the point that you're saying. And then if we have a bit of a bigger soybean, then that's even much more fantastic uh, news in as far as the supply, but also then uh, prices side. Because, I mean, I've been feeling really bad for the guys that are in the livestock industry because they were experiencing uh, tough food and mouth disease but also higher feed costs. And then now, if domestically we'll have a bit of a bigger crop while global grain prices are also coming down, it means then that looking at the July price um, of maize, that means it would remain at least at these accommodative levels, which I think they are much better than what we have seen over the, 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 the past few months. So really beneficial for the guys that are in the livestock and, and using the grains in general. Are you seeing that on a price trend? What's your, what's your feeling on a general price trend uh, of the grains and horses? So I think uh, given this, and uh, as you might know, the last three, four, five years, we've really looked into the national factors as well uh, that determine price. Yeah. So, so our local crop uh, was a really small percentage of, of, of what happened uh, to prices. So we really looked, looked into importing yes. parity prices. Um, so from that perspective, um, I'm thinking prices can come down. I'm a bit bearish on those markets. Uh, we, we can expect a large crop from South America. And especially uh, if weather turns now, we went heading to a more uh, El Nino phase locally, La Nina phase uh, in, in North America. We can see a, a bit of better uh, rainfall as we move into their planting season in the middle of the year. And I think just that sentiment in the market uh, can result in, in, in grain, especially maize and soybean prices uh, to come down. And we can move to the old traditional uh, price trends that we see lower prices in June, um, uh, basically that we've seen uh, by what the average trend was uh, over the last 30 years, basically. So I think from that perspective, I'm seeing lower prices, grain prices, of course, low feed prices, as you mentioned. And I especially think, and I would like to have your thoughts on this as well, I think there's going to be some um, relief for your more intensive agricultural practices, such as poultry production, pork production. Prices that's staying on a bit of a high level, uh, those producers had a really rough time the last two years with high feed costs um, and electricity issues we've got. Mm. Uh, and so they, there were some producers uh, that got out of the industry, lower production levels, higher commodity prices, lower feed costs. I think they can see some relief about your extensive uh, production practices such as beef and uh, sheep. Um, I think they can, can move into a, a tougher or a, a more difficult part of uh, the season, basically, if we look into the seasonal swing uh, in trends. So yeah, basically, I, that's my thoughts in, in quick on, on the livestock industry at the moment. You, you, you are quite uh, more optimistic than me, Johnny, when, when it comes to the, to the pricing side for the users. Because when you think about the long-term trend and saying we'll be back um, in those levels in grains, because, I mean, while well, South America, I mean, you're right, there's a large supply that is coming there if you look at the numbers that are coming out of Brazil. But overnight, I was increasingly worried because people are worried about Argentina. 
uh, to say, look, while Brazil is getting all of these rains, still fairly dry in Argentina. So on balance, I think, yes, there will be a good crop in South America, but it still uh, worries me. But the other thing that I'm looking at is the Chinese demand to say what will happen there in the Chinese feed market demand for all of these grains. I think we need to watch, to watch that. But all put um, uh, together and considering the fact that even Russia has a lot of grain that they, they, they need to put to the market. And if they are looking for their interest on that, I don't think they will undermine the grain deal in the Black Sea. They will want that grain deal to remain so that they can export that because it seems from what I'm reading, there's a lot of a, a, a harvest that is coming out and they are running out of space so they need to push that out um they're running out of space in this in the in the silos then looking at all of those things put together i do think that you that the global prices yes will soften but as per to what levels are we are we are we, are we gonna get back to are we gonna get to print 2019 levels i don't know i think we'll still be at relatively elevated level than that but surely better than what we saw right after uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, or even for last year. So, from that perspective, bet out the guys that are in the feed, um, and as as well as the the, 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 the that are in the livestock, as well as in the poultry. But of course, the the electricity stuff is another challenge there. I mean, uh, dairy farmers poultry farmers, we, we need to, to find a, a near-term intervention there. There's a lot of work that has been done on that energy task team that we are part of, which I won't delve into a lot into this discussion, but I must say that there are options that will be explored, which I'm hoping that at least in the near term, those could assist. Then if they are assisting, uh, those will be announced by the Minister of Agriculture. Then you combine that with the story that we are talking about of feed and potentially improvements even in power security. Then that will be a promising outlook for, for the livestock industry. Yes, definitely. Um, so uh, hopefully there can be some relief. I know that the more intensive production practices were really under pressure, not only the, the, the pork and the poultry farmers, but irrigation, as you mentioned earlier as well. And hopefully there sure. can be, be some relief to that. And um, I know the, the agriculture or the, the entire GDP is basically, it's, the, it's a lot dependent on how good the agricultural industry, especially through COVID now. Uh, if the agricultural industry grew in terms of uh, their economic growth and their contribution we really saw it uh, serve as a basis for, for for the entire economy so I think it's really important uh, um, going forward um, in terms of, of, of price predictions in terms of grain um, yeah quick quick one I, I really took um, the emotion out of everything and given current price levels I think we're at 4300 there about the uh, time of this recording and given seasonal trends, uh, it usually uh, uh, decreases as we move to Ju July. But yeah, I, as, as the harvest pressure comes in. Yes, and I think there's definitely a, a three or four hundred uh, rand down but, but, pressure but, but, on that. But Johnny, aren't you worried? Sorry for speaking over you, but aren't you worried about the stocks, the stock levels at the, at the moment? That's that's the one thing that uh, actually keeps the prices uh, at its current levels. Uh, if you look, there's a lot of factors driving prices down. Uh, South America, uh, a lot of uh, big harvest. North America, we're expecting a better harvest as we're moving to the planting season. Sure. Uh, there's lower global demand. Um, so I think, but one thing is, of course, as you mentioned as well, is, is Chinese demand. 
uh, as they opened up after COVID, so that can uh, can pull up prices. But the one thing uh, that's really uh, keeping prices at current levels is stock levels, and it's um, it's uh, it's really tight at the moment as well. And that's why yeah. prices keep keep to be oh, they still very volatile. So when a new news 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 come to the market, you really see that the, the market's reacting. The, the sensitivity is quite high. Mm. Yes, that's precisely why. Um, stock levels uh, and I think that's due to stock levels that's still tight uh, so it can keep prices uh, on a slightly high level but I think negative sentiment uh, will will try to, to, to push prices downwards but what's really worrying is is that a lot of farmers uh, didn't use pricing mechanisms this year to to, to, to keep their risk down so uh, yeah they haven't What's really there, what, do, do, you, do you think people had a feeling that we still have a a, a, a bit of a higher prices for some time. What, what was the thinking? The, the 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 feeling is that prices went up the last three four years. Prices went up in July, um, and that's yeah. why we had slightly dry weather in North America. So there was some support, yeah. etc. That resulted resulted in these high prices. So so folks thought we found a new base. Yeah, but I think as soon as the weather turns, uh, we move uh, back into a dry season locally. And if that's going to happen or not, I'm not sure. I'm not a climatologist, but as soon as that <laughs> happens, we can move into a low price uh, scenario again when we move to harvest. So uh, I don't know that it's, it's a difficult one to say. But, but, I, but I, I must, I must say, Johnny. Yeah, I must say, Johnny, we, with all of that um, a, a good outlook uh, for, for now, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we're able to talk of a, of a big harvest at this point, because when I look in the upcoming season, the 2023-24, I get very worried. I was looking at what the Australian Bureau of Meteorology, as well as the colleagues of the Earth Institute at Columbia, all talking about this increased probability of an El Nino. Um, in the coming season. So it's good that now we can actually enjoy the big um, harvest, good agricultural conditions outside, good rains, because the next couple of years may be very tough or maybe not. But I think if we can get an intense El Nino as what we saw in 2015-16, then that would be very bad for, for, for the sector. Or if it's mild like 2018, then that would be better, especially with the current soil moisture. So I'm glad that we're able to have an optimistic conversation now because later on in the year or next year when we're looking at the next season crop i think we're going to be looking at a very di different um outlook but of course the weather colleagues will tell us more about this as the year progresses yes definitely and uh one thing i i want to get your opinion on is really we, we had high profit levels in the grain industry the last five uh, for four or five years uh, we had yeah. good prices international prices we had good yields so we had high profit levels um, and but ca can we see the the uh, opposite of that as well if we get a higher rainfall in the northern hemisphere higher yields or higher uh, stocks that coming out of north and south america lower international prices and then of course a drier weather locally, uh, which can mean slightly lower uh, yields. Uh, so can we see low prices, low profits as we move into the next two or three seasons? I think, Johnny, farmers would be mad at you for saying uh, they saw higher prices because I mean, the input costs were ridiculous. Um, uh, I would even say the higher grain prices 
as well as the large yields were, were, were a bit of a assisted a lot because if you're looking at the fertilizer as you discussed in one of your sessions and you looked at the agrochemicals and all of those things they really did eat up what would have become a potentially higher profit for the guys but i mean i get your point and, and you're right on that to say there were still better financial conditions we saw tractor sales being very promising which means that people had a bit of money to go and spend and get something but the point you're raising is an important one because the market was driven largely by those global factors now as the soon change changes and then the northern hemisphere starts to get even more favorable weather conditions in south america and i think then that will drive the prices um down globally then the profits um and the profitability will, 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 will become fairly tight the hope then is that the input costs going into the next season fertilizer prices specifically and fuel if they can moderate or continue to moderate as we already see the prices coming down that would be very helpful because if that doesn't happen at the same rate um then it will be very tough for the next season yeah i think uh, that's important point that you raised uh, raised, raised there is in terms of the, the the how input input costs are coming down at the moment but the rate at which it comes down uh, will that yeah. be the same uh, as as commodity prices we know commodity prices can fluctuate extremely uh, from day to day but um, input costs can start trending downward but we all know that the the sticky downward prices prices will stay as high as possible for as long as possible and that's a economic um, it's a market condition it's not anybody's fault but uh, um, hopefully prices can then uh, moderate to to accommodate the, the, the certain profit levels and the yield as we go into the next season or two yeah, absolutely. I think that those are some of the things that we 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 out to be, to 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 look out for in in the market. Pay attention to global uh, factors. Pay attention to the weather, um, as well as as we move today to the new season. But I would say still, as we conclude the the conversation, in the near term for South Africa, fairly positive about the agricultural conditions. Um, uh, of course, still worried about the the electricity issue, particularly. Uh, for everyone that is in fruits, vegetables that depend on irrigation, and the certain areas of grains that, as we write, as we said earlier on, that depend on irrigation. But put everything together and focusing only on grains and oil seeds, the outlook is still fairly promising um, that we will have harvests that are generally above long-term averages for much of the crops, specifically the bigger ones, which is maize, soybeans, and sunflower. I'm holding that optimism. Then as we get towards the end of the year, we have to watch and see how that weather uh, outlook looks like and then we'll get a sense of what the next season will be. Yes, I fully agree with you. I think for this year, it's really optimis optimistic about uh, the other outlook. Um, hopefully, uh, the, the, yeah, the levels of profit levels will be uh, to a sufficient level. But I think we must uh, reassess towards the end of the year. As soon as the planning for the next season starts, uh, we can reassess where the weather is, is driving at different prices because I think it will definitely uh, be a weather-driven system. Uh, going over to, to the next year's uh, season of the next crop um, and, and weather will play a crucial role in international prices, the, the input costs and the yields and, and ultimately the profit levels of our uh, farmers locally as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And then we'll probably then uh, do another session where we will recap to say, look, these are some of the things we were thinking about at the start of the year. Uh, where are we at this point? And I think that that will be useful to do that.
Oh, yeah. Thank you very much, Wandile. It's very interesting to talk to you and you're getting your perspective. And yeah, I th hopefully we, we're holding thumbs for, for this coming season and all our farmers uh, yeah, to, to keep producing food and making sure uh, that our country is still food secure. Yeah, man, I enjoyed this. Th th thanks so very much for doing this. Thank you, Wandile. Um,